0: hello what's up and welcome into the first episode of geek garage in 2020 we're back yeah yeah yeah
1: yes yeah there's so much excitement yes in, on 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 both ends i was gonna say so much excitement in this room but well i mean there is excitement in this room but you are physically not here you That's are true. in the, I'm in a different in the room, comforts where there yes. is also
0: ex- excitement
1: right yes but Yes, it's... it's The cumulative
0: excitement is off the charts, basically, is what we're getting at. (laughs) Right. Uh, uh, On this episode, we're going to be covering basically our personal top 10 lists of movies from the year 2019. Um, I don't know that these are necessarily in any particular order. Um, I do know that for a couple of them, we mentioned like, hey, this was like my favorite movie of the year or what have you. Um, We also knock out some honorable mentions so movies that we thought were very good but maybe were just outside of that again top uh, top 10 or so range uh, again these are our favorite movies not what we consider the best movies um, although basically my opinion's never been wrong so these are the best movies of 2019
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, uh, basically what you need to take from that is that uh, Ted's word is gold uh, yes. it, it is the gold standard Literally when it comes gold. to film yes um it is fool's
0: uh, gold but
1: (laughs) ted how can you expect our audience to take you seriously when you follow up everything with such backhandedness and self-deprecation
0: well uh david first it's bold (laughs) of you to assume that i expect them to take me seriously
1: ah you know you got me there yes
0: indeed uh so yeah i don't know i'm excited um this yes. episode was a long time in the making a full year of course mm-hmm. um i personally was on a huge crunch over the last two or three weeks trying to watch as much stuff as i may have missed just so that i could have a somewhat coherent and complete list god, I bless,
1: god bless that regal unlimited oh uh, it, card it, i
0: it got my i got my money's worth out of it basically yeah yeah um, for sure i would also say that for me personally i feel like my list is woefully incomplete. There are so many movies that I wanted to see that I haven't had a chance to yet. There are just not enough hours in the day. And I have too many other things that unfortunately I have to do, uh, same. rather than just watch movies. So, same. Um, hopefully there's some stuff on here that you all agree with, or maybe something that you were on the fence about. And we kind of push you over to the correct side of watching it and liking it. Um, or, you know, maybe you learned about some new stuff that maybe you didn't know about. And,
1: you know, and-
0: you you do the movies thing we always talk about where you watch yes. them because movies make life better.
1: <laughs> yes. Watch watch more movies because yes. movies make life better. That, that, that is the that unofficial Official tagline, tagline that has part. never never nope. been like properly regurgitated. <laughs>
0: nope, not once.
1: Uh until just this
0: moment. So like I said, we're both excited. And I think uh David, if you don't have anything else, we can kick it off right uh after this. Yes. Right
1: after this. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff.
0: We have a lift off.
1: Uh, shall we get started with some honorable mentions? Honorable, yes. Honorable mentions. Honorable, honorable,
0: honorable. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a little bit ridiculous tonight. Mm. I'm also excited because my birthday is tomorrow, and no one cares. David, get to the mentions. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know what? uh You're right. Like no one does care. um It every year, it is a pity party on my birthday. Like that is the party that I throw. It is a party of pity because um i'm a grown-ass man who still expects you know what we're gonna we're gonna cut to uh cut to the honorable mentions just yep. like you said yep <laughs> <laughs> the whole segment right um okay so my my first honorable mention uh it almost made my uh my 10 favorite movies of 2019 list um and it was spider-man far from home um like I said, it it almost made it. Uh, I just didn't want to have more than one Marvel movie on there. Spoiler alert for my actual top 10 list. Um, But yeah, I, like I said, that wasn't the only reason. It's just, um, you know, Spider-Man has has been and is one of my favorite um, comic book characters just in general. But it it just didn't this movie didn't quite have the legs to make it into my my 10 favorites so um yeah that's that's one honorable mention another honorable mention I have is Captain Marvel yet another uh, MCU film um like I said it's uh I I really enjoyed the the first Captain Marvel film um looking forward to the second one um but kind of the same with Spider-Man I just didn't want to have uh more than one MCU movie in my uh, my ten list. Uh another one is Rocket Man. This movie was awesome. Um really enjoyed Rocket Man. And then the last honorable mention I had uh was I believe the most recent movie that I saw uh of 2019 and that was Marriage Story. Uh Ted he he didn't you uh, didn't really talk me into this uh but God, the, the the memes of adam driver like hitting his fist into the wall <laughs> which is like too damn good i was like all right i'll i'll, I'll watch it i
0: need the context now
1: <laughs> yes and uh i i didn't do it just for the context like i you know i i definitely wanted to see that part turns out that that was basically like one of the the best if not the best scene kind of, in that in that whole movie in a way kind of the
0: pivotal scene
1: i guess right yeah, yeah um but yeah uh awesome movie i uh i don't know i felt like if i gave this gave my list any more thought um which you know it it just it hurt my brain enough to put this list (laughs) together but if i if i gave it another day i might have found a way to sneak it into my my actual 10 favorite movies list but for right now it definitely deserves a spot in the honorable mentions so uh ted Go ahead with your, your honorable mention. Sure.
0: So my first honorable mention, um, I, Like, let me preface this by saying, like you, I kind of went back and forth. Um, it was really tough first to narrow it down to 10 movies and then to keep those 10 movies in a list without tinkering. Right. And changing out, like, this honorable mention is on the 10 list and now this part of the 10 list is now an honorable mention. It, it was very tough. And right at, basically until the time we hit record, I was tinkering with it. Um, I will say that any of these movies, if you gave me 10 minutes or 20 minutes to think about it, could easily be on the top 10 list, um, or the 10 favorites list. They just weren't quite, uh, so anyway, with all that nonsense aside, my first honorable mention is Dolomite is my name directed by Craig Brewer. This of course stars Eddie Murphy as Rudy Ray Moore. It is a biopic on Rudy Ray Moore who, um, popularized and made famous, the character of Dolomite. Um, it is not, I mean, it, it doesn't do anything you don't expect it to do. It's a very beat by beat story, but it's very well executed and it's just very solidly, um, acted, staged, etc. Uh, it just feels good. It's just a fun movie,
1: right? Yeah. I, I, I heard really good things about it. I, um, I, I saw it come through my Netflix queue when it was first released and I meant to check it out because, um, duh, Eddie Murphy, um, Right. But, but
0: I mean, it's not just Eddie Murphy. Like it's got um, so many, so many um, famous or semi-famous comedians and actors in it Right, um, that are all very good in it. Wesley Snipes is in it, and he okay. has one of the better performances, not only of his career, but of uh, 2019. And, and it's just, again, it's not, you know, this isn't like a genre-defying movie. It's definitely a comedy. It's definitely like a comedic biopic, but it's just so well done. Um, I, I had to, I had to give it some props for that. Nice. Next up is The Souvenir by Joan Hogg. This is a semi-autobiographical tale uh, of her life as a film student. Uh, again, it's, it's sort of fictionalized, but not really. It's kind of fictionalized, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, and it's just a, a tale about young love or what youth thinks love is. Um, very good, very well done. And, uh, I'm very excited to see her continue to grow as a director. Um, this is also getting a sequel because like I said, it is sort of autobiographical. So it's going to be the next section of this character's life, which is sort of a fictionalized version of her, um, coming out, I believe, uh, in 2020 or maybe 2021, early 2021. So we'll see. I'm I'm, like, again, I'm very excited to see how kind of where she goes from here. Cool. Then we have Ad Astra directed by James Gray. Uh, I really wanted to like this movie more than I did. This one for me was the toughest one to decide where it, it belonged in terms of either the honorable mentions list or my top 10. Brad Pitt is phenomenal in this. One of his best, he's been on a tear basically for the last like 10 years, I guess. Right. Um, But especially in 2019, he had this and once upon a time in Hollywood back to back where he just crushed them, crushed both of them. And there's such Mm. different um, performances, such different characters. And really, this character that he plays in Ad Astra is very off-type. So normally you think of Brad Pitt, you think of like charismatic, handsome. Um, This is a very deliberate um, scientist or astronaut. It's just a very off-type sort of character, and he he does great with it. The main story is also very interesting. However, it just has too many parts where I was like, this is kind of dumb. Why did you do this? Yeah, (laughs) so I, I... Unfortunately, I couldn't quite put it in my top 10. Not that anybody gives a shit about what my opinion is, um, (laughs) but that's just kind of where I landed. Um, I do have two others, but since they are on your top 10 list, I will save those so that we can kind of have a little back and forth about those uh, when you name them off.
1: Okay, right on. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, I will start it off since you just finished your honorable mentions. So, starting my list, uh, and once again, this is in really no particular order. Uh, we just decided to kind of, you know, throw out the favorites instead of, um, you know, top ten or whatever, because you you've had enough of the top ten bullshit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's it's just so clickbaity. Um, you know, whatever. Um, anyways, so prob- uh I'd say this is. This is my number one favorite movie. Uh, I'm not quite sure I need, I'd like to see it one more time before I call it my favorite movie of 2019. But as of right now, it's pretty, pretty close up there. Um, and that's uh, star Wars, the rise of Skywalker um, Ted. I know you can't really speak to this one personally because one, you haven't seen it. And two, you probably don't have any plans on seeing it. That is correct. On both counts. <laughs> you are uh, not a fan of star Wars. Um, I, uh, I, 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 don't know why. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not just for children. Uh, mm. it, <laughs> mm. I mean, if it is, then, you know, I, I guess I am a children. I, 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 I concede whatever, yeah. but anyways, <laughs> I, I love this movie. I know that, um, you know, we all thought, Hey, uh, the last Jedi, probably the most polarizing star wars movie to date uh i mean collectively everyone thinks that uh, well not everyone the vast majority uh, of everyone thinks that the prequels f- weren't good at all um the original trilogy is probably the best trilogy you know a, a, as a trilogy in it uh, you know as a whole um but you know the last jedi was super polarizing um people either either loved it or they hated it and then rise of skywalker came out and i have seen nothing but like either people hated it or they loved it um and so it might usurp uh the last jedi as the most polarizing it, it just and it doesn't really matter uh what matters is what, what did you think? Um, you know, don't, don't listen to anyone else. Um, go, go see it for yourself. Like, um, and also if you spoiled it for someone like, fuck you right in your mouth. Um, because there's a lot of hard opinions coming out right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Star Wars tends to do this to me um it's just it's just one of those things no i mean i Um, I will
0: say i uh though i haven't seen the movie and again don't really have any plans to i 100 agree with what you said regarding um i guess reading reviews or listening to people's opinions like it's all good and it's all well and good to listen to other people's opinions and, Mm and and all that but at the end of the day you you know i think you have the nail on the head you need to decide for yourself whether or not you like the movie right um don't let you know just for example just you or i don't let one of our opinions sway you like if, if we say a movie isn't good or we say a movie is good and you think the opposite, like that's fine. You know, that's, that's the beauty of art is people it's subjective. People get different things out of it. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Very well said.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I definitely mean it. I just, um, that's uh, even, even with that said with, with me saying, yes, I like to make up my own mind about movies. I did stay away from like the, um, even the, the whole like, oh, Star Wars was awesome. Like I, I, I straight up logged out of social media um, for two days before I, I got around to seeing the movie finally, um, because I I didn't even want to see the, uh, I loved it or it was okay. Like um, Ted, I, I know you and I had uh, a version of this conversation, but you know, I, I kind of consider those spoilers, even though they're not spoilers, you know, yeah. I... I either way um yeah love the movie um ted what is uh what is your first movie from your top 10 or your uh favorite <laughs> yeah. god damn it t- god what are we calling this list again no one
0: knows uh, uh my this first amalgamation movie- yes this amalgamation before i get into that i think um probably just in case we should throw out spoilers or a spoiler warning I- Sure. Uh, yeah, because we did not do that because we were smart. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't really plan to go into any spoilers, but you know, just in case um, something may come up accidentally um, sure. as we gush about a movie that we enjoyed. You know, a specific right. scene or something like that, which yeah. we actually, now that I think about it, already did with the *Marriage Story*. <laughs> 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 anyway, moving right along, um, the first movie I want to talk about is actually a documentary. I really originally planned to stick to just narrative or non-documentary. So fiction, you know, films sure. um, in a sense, but I just could not leave this off in good faith. And that is Apollo 11, the documentary on, of course, the Apollo oh, okay. 11 mission to the moon. Um, probably the most breathtaking movie going experience I've ever had. I was fortunate enough to catch this in IMAX. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, And it was just like fucking life changing. Uh, just like watching a shuttle take off or, or a rocket take off to the moon in IMAX was just like, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> um, it it was awesome for that reason. And also just kind of on a personal note, I got to take my grandmother to see it. Um, which I, I don't really know that she was as into it as I was, but that was still pretty cool in my opinion. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it just shows in great detail what is basically mankind's greatest achievement to date. So um, I definitely recommend that you watch it and the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal as well.
1: Yes. Did John Williams also score that?
0: No, I do not believe so. Um, <laughs> but I would have been okay with that because he is the best part of star Wars and it's not close. <laughs>
1: uh, I was actually looking up, uh, the documentary on IMDB to, cause I, I remember it coming out and mm. I remember us talking about going to see it uh, and then uh, there was scheduling conflicts and you ended up having to go see it yourself. Um, so I was trying to figure out if it was out on um, DVD yet, but it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, looks like it. it is because it says mm. watch on Prime Video. Anyways, um, is that all you had on uh, on Apollo 11?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, just, just get a huge screen and a badass sound system and then cry when you watch it because it's it's like mind melting
1: well i have all those um and i have tears for days because um if you will i uh, yes uh, if you will i am a little bitch uh and i have zero problem uh admitting that um but yeah that is neither here nor there uh the next movie I have on my list is motherless Brooklyn. And this was one of the more recent movies that Ted and I went to go see. And I actually really enjoyed it. I haven't seen a whole lot of noir or as Ted corrected me, neo-noir films. Actually. Yeah. Actually. (laughs) uh, Yes. uh, This, this apparently was uh, of the neo-noir persuasion or genre. Um. And, of course, it starred Edward Norton and Bruce Willis and uh, uh, a bunch of other guys that you've seen before but don't quite know their names. Um, yes, had, a lot of character
0: he, actors and that yes. guys.
1: Yes. Um, it has that detective slash cop that's in that's a cop in every movie. Yes. Um, I think uh, he was in uh, the HBO show, uh, actually – uh coincidentally enough i was just going to reference him in an hbo show uh i think it might have been vinyl or or something where i don't think he was a cop i think it might have been a record producer anyways but it has him and then uh what's his name that was kind of in i think he was in he was at least in mall rats he was the guy who was trying to uh look at the picture thing in the mall that uh where you like have to cross your eyes to see the the hidden image and like everyone can see that it's a fucking boat except him um he's in it uh but anyways um i really liked it it was fun uh i i haven't had a chance to see a whole lot of uh neo-war neo-noir films so it was cool to see something different for a change um uh yeah it's uh um i i thought uh, Ed Norton did a fucking fantastic job, as per usual acting. Uh, he, uh, I, I don't know what his method was for getting into character with someone who has Tourette's. Uh, th- that's what he had, right? Ted was Tourette's, um, or or was was it?
0: Uh, just I don't. A... I don't know if they call it Tourette's or not. I can't recall.
1: I, um, I don't.
0: It's, it's very they... similar to what you would consider, um, someone, uh, I guess a a popular media portrayal of Tourette's
1: yeah I I think um so they they didn't name it Tourette's in the movie and I believe the reason why is because uh it hadn't been the term hadn't been coined yet um I'm I'm pretty sure that's the reason why because like Tourette's is a fairly recent thing like from the last I want to say maybe 30 or 40 years Mm -hmm. um and this movie took place in what like the, the, the 40s 50s, 50s yeah. yeah um but anyways um loved it uh like i said ed norton's acting um stellar uh, as usual so yeah motherless broken brook Bro- Bro- holy shit uh <laughs> ted just just
0: take it from here yeah okay that was motherless brooklyn by david thank you yes <laughs> next on my list i have dolor y gloria english translation pain and glory directed by pedro Almodovar. Uh, this is another semi autobiographical tale. It is um essentially the character the main character of this film is a stand-in for Pedro Moldavar. Um I kind of joked this is this was the portrait of the artist as an old man. Um it's just sort of about his life and some of his regrets and um I guess learning and growing even as you um feel like your journey is coming to an end, so to speak. So very great movie. Uh, Antonio Banderas plays the main character and he is phenomenal. Uh, he's a great actor just in general, but he really brought it and is uh, if he doesn't get serious awards consideration
1: then there's no justice in the world. Um, so uh, next movie I had is uh book smart and I won't go on about this one for too long because we did uh, a half episode on this, anyways. Uh, Booksmart. Um, I uh, I had to stick this in my top ten uh, or ten list. God damn it again. Um, uh, just just to kind of shake things up a little bit. Not for the sake of shaking things up. Just uh, also because this movie has legs to stand on its own in in my own personal favorites list. Uh, Olivia Wilde. I'm I'm definitely excited for whatever she does next uh directorial directorially i i guess that's the right word right way to say it um as a once again right yes next movie as a director that she does um i'm excited for it because this one was awesome uh to say it is the female version of uh of uh what what do what we call bad is the one uh, super super bad um is is kind of doing it a disservice because it it is but it isn't um and it's more isn't than than is uh it's, it's just a fantastic movie <clears throat> um sure it's it, uh it, it i just more than anything i had a lot of fun watching it uh cinema cinematography wise it was it was great i, I love the way certain things were shot some slow-mo shots um like the slow-mo sequence at the end so I, I think that's where like everyone was getting like water balloons thrown at them or, yeah. or something um that that was a lot of fun and just all the other slow-mo shots uh in the movie um yeah, uh, along with everything else but yeah um book smart that's uh that's the the ninth movie on my list okay
0: that would actually have been the eighth movie on your list,
1: but that's neither here nor right there. It, oh, oh, yep, yeah. okay. Well, <clears throat> I uh, I mentioned once or twice that I am a big old dummy, uh, <laughs> and I am not redacting that at this moment. I'm, All right, I'm just I'm just gonna roll with it. Okay. Go ahead, Ted. All right.
0: <laughs> Next on my list, I have High Flying Bird, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh, Soderberger. I'm not actually sure how to say his last name. Uh,
1: I I think it's Soderbergh, but that always felt weird to me i'm not i'm not sure i should have done a little bit of research on this but
0: anyway directed by steven soderbergh um who you probably remember as directing sex lives videotape the oceans series um 11 12 13 the remakes of those etc um this is or this was a netflix movie that came out at the beginning of the year i want to say this came out in january february Mm -hmm. um I don't want to say it flew under the radar, but I think that because a it was a Netflix movie and B it came out so early in the year, a lot of people sort of forgot about it. Yes. Um, but it was very, very well done. Soderbergh continues to do things with an iPhone that many directors wish they could do with a full crew. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes a hard look at the business of sports and the effects that it has on athletes, um, particularly, uh, young men in this case, young African-American men in the NBA, um very very good movie i liked it tremendously
1: yeah i i I really uh, i'll echo pretty much everything that you said um i i I did uh, honestly i (laughs) kind of like you said i uh forgot about it a little bit since it was so uh so close to the beginning of the year but yeah uh the fact that Soderbergh uh, filmed this whole thing on a, a fucking iphone is incredible yeah it
0: was a it was a tremendous movie and the fact that it it, it goes a lot into the, like I said, the business of sports without getting into just like the hard numbers and like business aspects. It's more about how those decisions affect people and what effects they have on people. Right. Um, but yeah, like I said, he, he's doing stuff with an iPhone that people with full crews and billion dollar budgets wish they could fucking do.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Um, all right. So, Ted, are you ready to tackle Samar one last time for the books? I believe so. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Midsummer is next up on my list, and uh, uh, Ted, I you know, you know, like we said, it's it's on your list as well. Uh, this uh, this movie is the second film from Ari Aster,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was uh, it was interesting. Basically, just fuck me up, fam. Yes, uh, <laughs> in, in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, if uh, I I don't think I've uh, I've ran into too many people that didn't like this movie. Um, I've I ran into a few people that really didn't know what to think, uh, and, and I I believe That's those. Fair. people... uh <laughs> Yes, uh, that is very fair. They they also, uh, I believe a few of them didn't see Hereditary, so I I think seeing Hereditary before this definitely gives you a feel for uh, Astor's director style. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this was definitely a little bit um, more, um, I don't know, uh, uh, pushing, uh, pushing the envelope when it, when it comes to, um, uh, I don't know, just, just horror movies and, and, and movies in general. Yeah.
0: As we mentioned in the full episode we did on Midsommar back in the summer, um, one of the really effective aspects of this movie is that it takes place predominantly in the daytime, um, mm. at least in the term, in terms of sunlight. So it, it takes place in uh, Sweden where for a part of the year, everything is bathed in sunlight. It only gets a dark for a very, very short time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which, you know, it sort of upends and subverts the traditional horror movie where everything is, it happens at night because the nighttime is scary because it's unknown, um, which is just, it's just very interesting. This this cribs heavily from other pagan movies, so like The Wicker Man in particular, but it does so in a way that is fairly unique and retains a good bit of its own um, interesting and unique aspect. So it's not just a complete ripoff of Wicker Man, for
1: example, but it, it does you know crib from that right uh this this movie is uh it's very psychedelic uh, induced um yeah that's ju- a good word
0: for it. psychedelic
1: yeah just uh, imagine like tripping on shrooms uh the worst for...
0: acid trip of your life
1: basically yes yeah. uh an acid trip in which uh your girlfriend dumps you via um having you
0: set on fire
1: (laughs) yes and and then and then stuffed into a bear costume while you uh, are unable to move your limbs uh and then you are you you and your bear costume and this piece of shit wheelchair are placed into this giant tent and and set ablaze uh and and happy ending for everyone right
0: in a manner of speaking um i don't know aster just does so many interesting things with this where it's allows the film to be sort of elevated above just like a scary movie. Right. Um, it's really it's really a movie about family. It's really a movie about life in four seasons. There are just so many great things. Um, just like in Hereditary, there were a lot of great bits of foreshadowing um, where if you're paying attention, this movie really rewards second or third viewings. Yes. Me personally, I prefer the extended or director's cut that came out a little after the initial release. For sure, um, I thought the scene by the lake or the river was f- fantastic and should have been left in the theatrical cut mm-hmm. um, but I don't make those decisions still uh, very good movie and uh, I might actually watch it after we finish recording I kind of want to see <laughs> it again
1: uh, I wish I could say the same I, I'll eventually probably get to it again um, but since I saw it twice in theaters um, and Seeing a horror movie twice for me is um, kind of a big deal, uh, especially one that's kind of kind of messed up, really messed up. Uh, but seeing one twice in theaters uh, is. Is kind of crazy for me personally. Like that's just something I, I don't really do. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I I'll definitely echo what you said about the director's cut. I agree that that scene in particular, by by the lake when when they kind of have their their big blowout, that helps put their relationship into perspective for mm-hmm. the for the audience. Um, I think without that scene, like you still you still get get the idea that. Um, you know they've had issues for a while. Right. One, bec- you know, because they they made that readily apparent in dialogue, and and two, you you know that they had been dating for a while, so you get the impression that they had, you know, obviously they would have some some arguments or whatever. But yeah, that that definitely helped put things into perspective, especially the the fact that um. The, uh, the, uh, her boyfriend, uh, what's Christian? yeah christian yeah christian um that like they're trying to paint this picture of him being a total douche nozzle and
0: uh well well done the painting of that
1: yes uh this scene definitely does that well um also thank god that they didn't toss that boy in the fucking river like after yeah (laughs) yeah after the uh uh, old old girl you know taking the um the the pencil oh uh, no she I forget how she jumps off, but old dude, you know, he takes the pencil dive of death. Um, and, and then, uh, of course, yes. Um, he gets, he gets the old, uh, one, two to the noggin, um, Mm -hmm. via, uh, Harley Quinn, um, mallet, um, style. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we, you know, we, we talked a lot about Midsummer in our Midsummer episode. So we'll, you know, cut it short there uh unless ted you had anything else you wanted to mention about Midsummer?
0: no no um next up for me i have the irishman aka i heard you paint houses which is a much better title in my opinion but that's up to netflix to decide i suppose uh directed of course by martin scorsese yep. um i mean just what can i say it's the work of a master watch this fucking movie it's fantastic and if you're <laughs> one of those people it's like it's too long shut up forever no one cares. watch the movie
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a Scorsese film and aren't they all kind of by definition, uh, all long. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I mean, I, I was like, I haven't seen all of Scorsese's films, but the ones that I have, uh, and I know off the top of my head, like they're all pretty lengthy, but either way. Um, yeah, I, I honestly have yet to check this movie out. Um, just because, uh, well, <clears throat> I. I don't have much of an excuse because uh, I have been on vacation all this week, and mm-hmm. uh, but I'll I'll get to it uh, probably probably tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow. Um, so yeah, um, is that all you had on the uh, Irishman?
0: Yes, watch it.
1: Ooh. Yes, I, I I will indeed uh, nope. unless nope. That
0: was... watch stop stop recording now and go watch it.
1: Okay, well we'll see I'll you
0: later by myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all I had. Hit, hit Just, us with the next one
1: okay uh cool so uh next up is avengers endgame um god damn i was just i just remembered our terrible terrible episode of avengers earlier this year i have no memory of that (laughs) okay so um one thing that I would like to bring up that Ted and I laugh about constantly is just this episode in particular. Like, w- how many people have we got to listen to this episode because we've said it sucks so bad? D- d- Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Yeah, like it's it literally is that that human condition. It's the podcast where... version
0: of the Hindenburg disaster,
1: <laughs> right? Where like you tell someone like, don't do it. And it makes them want to do it even more. Um, and I, I kind of wish I could go back and just wipe it off the, the, the existence plane of, of my podcast. And technically I could, but there would then be a hole. Um, and you know what, you need to learn from your mistakes and uh i i would like it known that i too make mistakes every once in a while yeah Um, that was never under
0: debate you brought this up as one of your honorable mentions but marriage story directed by noah bombach um this is a very great very well acted movie that i don't think i ever want to watch again (laughs) uh it's basically sadness pornography yes uh indeed is that all you have to say? <laughs> I don't think anything else needs to be said, frankly.
1: Uh, I mean, the, uh, yes. Uh, the, Like, uh, I thought the acting was, was incredible. Um, oh, it's tremendous. I mean,
0: the, Adam Driver is a phenomenal actor. And I think Scarlett Johansson is very underrated as mm-hmm. an actor. I think most people just look at her and they're like, oh, pretty face. But she's actually very, very talented. She's a very good actor. For sure. Um, so I, I, I think that a lot of people that watched it maybe were surprised by that. Um, because they're dumb and they should already know that if they're paying attention, but right, Uh, very good movie. Like like I said, I don't know that I have the desire to see it again. I don't know that I'd recommend it to everyone. Um, Mm. I I believe my exact words to you when you told me you were going to watch it is if I were married, I would avoid this movie like the fucking plague (laughs) Um, because it just screams the, we're going to get a divorce if we watch this together, but you know, teach their own. Um, It's a very, very good movie. And I do highly recommend it with, those caveats I guess
1: yeah I uh uh uh, like I said in in my honorable mentions um I did like like this movie uh I I wanted to I I made the executive decision to watch it on my own without my wife because Mm -hmm. I just thought that was for the best (laughs) Uh, I (laughs) I mean it uh, my wife isn't the kind of person to uh to 100% of the time instigate fights like, like they, they argued about this in the movie and like just the typical bullshit that, you know, uh, a lot of guys talk about after, you know, certain, certain movies where couples have arguments and they're like, Oh, she was right in that, that instance. And then all of a sudden it instigates a a fight in your real life marriage. And that's just (laughs) the last fucking shit that you need. Um, that that's the reason why a lot of people have said like, Hey, if you're married, like either watch this alone or don't watch it at all. Like as a couple, um, it's, it's, uh, it's bad juju. Um, I, I still liked it for it's, you know, for its acting ability and and all that and it's it's storytelling so yeah i enjoyed it my next uh next film is uh the art of self-defense which is um uh, do, do you remember the the director for this movie ted by james stearns yes thank you um this one kind of came out of nowhere like we we saw promo for this like the day before it came out basically and- yeah and then, either that night or the next morning, the day it came out, I was like, "Hey, do you like? Do you have any interest in seeing this?" And you were like, "Uh, fuck yeah!" And I was like, "Okay, let's let's fucking go see it." And and then we, um, like yeah, during the uh, the episode that we recorded on this, um, we we talked a lot about just our experience going to see the movie and how we enjoyed it. Like it just it literally came out of nowhere and um, I don't know It it was so uh, I kind of put it with like motherless Brooklyn and book smart in the sense where I like I wanted to have something on the list that was a little bit different Um, and and, like I said with those others I didn't put it on the list just because of that reason Um, it definitely deserves to be in my ten list list I just I thought it was very very unique um definitely a low budget indie flick um and very much the type of character that Jesse Eisenberg typically portrays um either way I I thought that this was definitely well suited for, for Jesse Eisenberg, you know, the, the awkward character. I'll never forget the fucking opening scene where the two French people in like the cafe are like yes. talking and talking shit about him. And they're like, Oh, like he, he, i betsy i bet he I bet shit for breakfast or whatever they were talking about and then all of a sudden like you know he gets into his car he turns it on and it's like, like an he, expert
0: level french <laughs> lesson you know?
1: right yeah he's listening to uh, like french uh learn french on um audio cd and it's it's like you've just completed expert level speaking or right. learning french <laughs> at that and then like him coming into his uh his sensei's um office with the belts uh, and and he's like i had these custom made and then he has like the black belts he gives him.
0: it is a very very funny movie it was one of my uh i i thought it was maybe the funniest movie i saw this year from this year um mm-hmm. i had it as one of my honorable mentions just missed my top 10 like i said i very easily could have made it give me 10 minutes and shuffle some things around. It it could be on there, but tremendously funny. Like we talked about when we did the episode on it, the end where spoiler alert, um, he shoots the sensei. He challenges him to, you know, fight to the death. And then he just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the fucking dojo. I laughed so fucking hard at that. (laughs) I cannot even tell you this movie is I like, I love dark comedies and this one hit all the right, marks for me mm-hmm. uh, so i definitely definitely recommend it if you're into sort of bleak um, dark comedies
1: yeah yeah for sure i'll i'll echo what you said it's um it, it definitely is a dark comedy um if you've seen other dark dark comedies um a, a, and enjoyed them uh you'll you'll probably like this um uh, it's it's pretty like i said pretty well acted um uh i forget what what's uh, is it Imogen, Imogen Poots? That that's the uh, the other. I believe um, so. uh, The female lead, um, or I, I guess female lead. I'm not. I, I guess she, lead. doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's uh the art of self defense
0: yeah very very good movie Mm -hmm. next up for me i have a movie that a lot of people are saying is the best picture i don't know that i agree with them but it's definitely on the short list uh that is parasite by bong joon ho of south korea yeah this movie starts as one thing and then completely mind fucks you about halfway through not in a what a twist kind of way like maybe a Shyamalan film um but it's all set up so perfectly and by the time it hits you're just like wait what the fuck just happened (laughs) um i was you start getting this sense of just dread i guess about a third of the way through the movie or between a third and halfway through the movie and when like I said the twist hits you're just like oh and shit just spirals out of control it's a great movie it, it is true art in my opinion mm-hmm. in that it says something about us as a society or as a culture um kind of holds up the mirror to reflect back on us as well as just a very very well done film um so like I said it's on the short list in, in my opinion of best films of the year um even though my opinion doesn't fucking matter. I'm nobody, but fantastic right. film. I highly recommend everybody sees it.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, so I can't speak to, um, parasite at all. Cause I, I haven't seen it. I, I believe this was one of the movies where we were trying to make it happen, where we both went at the same time. Uh, but it just scheduling conflicts. So it just didn't happen. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I did hear quite a bit of, or have heard quite a bit of Oscar buzz, uh, surrounding this movie with it at least being a top contender, um, yeah,
0: it did. Uh, it did win the Palm d'Or at Cannes or Con okay. Cannes, however you pronounce it. I believe it's technically pronounced Con uh, Film Festival in France. Um, well deserved. Like I said, mm-hmm. it is a fantastic film, um, and I definitely highly recommend it. I, I really can't say enough good things about it.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, so the next movie I have on my list is The Lighthouse, and uh, Ted, we didn't we didn't do a, an episode on The Lighthouse, did we?
0: No, we were going to, and then we did not for whatever reason. I can't remember exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think we just we just had shit come up, and and then by the time we got around to recording uh, the episode, it had kind of already came and went, um, which which makes sense because that's basically our lives in a nutshell. Um, But anyways, I, I love this movie. It's, uh, it's pretty much a horror, I guess, but it, it has other elements of other movies. I I'd say it's like a, more of a horror suspense. Um, I, I was really looking forward to this movie because I really enjoyed the witch. Um, Of course, this is a, a, The, um, I I think a lot of people speak of Ari Aster and, um, Robert Eggers. Yes, Robert Eggers. uh, A lot of the time in the same breath, uh, because uh, I don't know for obvious reasons they're they're both horror directors. uh, All uh, their four collective movies were all produced under the A24 label production company, whatever you want to call them. Um, But anyways. Uh, the, uh, I, like I said, I was really looking looking forward to this, um, for for several reasons. I wanted to watch Robert Pattinson, just period, in in like a good movie because I knew who, he had acting chops, like I just knew it, and I, um, I wanted to see him go up against, uh, the fucking crazy Willem Dafoe, uh, and that is essentially what happens, um, and yeah. and. and, and I have never seen a man in film or otherwise beat the shit out of a seagull. Uh, but I saw it in this movie and no. uh, it was, it was something else. Um, it was
0: indeed something else.
1: Yes. Uh, he also beat the crap out of Willem Dafoe. And all of a sudden he kind of, for a second turned into an octopus for, for whatever reason. Um, but, uh, yeah that's that's kind of this movie in a nutshell just weirdness all around and i loved it
0: (laughs) it is a very strange movie it is basically a tale about insanity from the perspective of insane people um so what i mean by that is it's like they're both unreliable narrators to the extreme right um i think the movie kind of fell apart in the third act um i still i still tremendously enjoyed it i just think it kind of fell flat in the end i would say that willem Dafoe should win best actor give him the award you cowards based (laughs) on this performance his monologue about um asking poseidon to basically strike down robert pattinson's character and just increasingly horrific and mean-spirited ways until he's eventually just like not even a memory just like he never existed is just outrageous right um definitely for my money the best part of the movie it was also a very funny movie
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah some of
0: that is kind of like awkward humor but some of it is like there are genuinely comedic parts of this movie oh yeah um a lot of farting Yes. Uh, So some lowbrow humor as well, but
1: yeah, it's, it's definitely like the humor that you'd expect from a two dude uh, ensemble movie. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know if I agree with the whole, like falling apart in the third act. I, I might agree with you a tad if I went back and rewatched it, which I definitely have plans to, because I know there's some shit that went over my head. And plus I want to watch it with subtitles because, just like The Witch, uh, it's it's necessary with the subtitles. And I, I really wish we could have worked out something to get the subtitles. And when we went to go see it in the theater, I know that's not possible. But um, yeah, the I don't know what you what you want to call the the dialect that they were speaking. It was basically, you know, uh, old people or uh, olden times speak uh, uh, meets sailor speak. Um, and only half of it was like comprehensible and they were speaking allegorically a lot of the times and um, yes yeah, so it was a little hard to follow um, at, at certain periods so like I said you know I, I, upon another watch I might agree with you a little bit more on the you know whole maybe falling apart in the third act but I, I thought that the ending like the actual ending of the movie was fantastic and <laughs> fucking horrifying uh like hit just this the still shot i don't know how long it felt like forever just the the slow zoom on his face as he like laughs
0: is it inverts uh yeah. Invert? yeah yeah well, uh, it's just, yeah disconcerting
1: yeah right uh in, in a word and uh just the fact i can't remember what happens where like he I think he like loses his balance or something. And then like falls down the stairwell. Falls out
0: of the lighthouse. Right.
1: And, and then like just the next shot is just the the seagulls plucking his eyes out um, and and just eating him alive. Uh, And that's, I thought that was a fantastic, uh, not only ending to that movie, but just in general, like I love it when horror movies just fucking go for it with, with the ending. Like, you know, it's a horror movie, so it's not necessarily supposed to, like, tie everything up neat with the bow, like, and make you feel better about yourself. Like, it's supposed to make you, like, shit your pants and worry about life in general. Um, and uh, I I didn't shit my pants, but I did worry about my life a little bit. Um so, so yeah, I, I love it. And the fact that it was in black and white and in, I don't know if it was four, three aspect ratio, but it was definitely the, the old school, like, I think know. it was
0: like 1.31 to one, which is very close to, right. to four, three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, imagine the old school, uh, you know, tube televisions mm-hmm. uh, for, for you, uh, young heads out there that are listening, you might know, not know what the fuck I'm talking about, but once upon a time we had like color tube tvs where like they weighed like
0: 80 pounds uh
1: yeah more than that like they they were they were weapons of mass destruction like if if you were able to launch them at someone in in they do some some damage yes um anyways go ahead ted i rambled on about the lighthouse for long enough
0: i'm used to it at this point (laughs) good next up for me i have uncut gems directed by the safety brothers um, in a word, this is the probably the tensest movie I've ever seen. Basically, five or ten minutes into this movie, I was leaned forward in my seat, and I was just like, "I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack uh, <laughs> watching this movie because it just com- it just ratchets up the tension second over second over second over second until by the end of the movie, you're just like, "Oh my god, please, something happened because I cannot take any more of this." Uh, in a good way, right? Okay. Um, the soundtrack is uncomfortable but in a positive way so what i mean by that is the movie is loud as shit i mean everything is loud it takes place in in new york so the city itself is loud adam sandler is yelling at everything he's a very loud character the soundtrack is loud it's just it's just a loud movie and that helps to ratchet up the tension and the suspense and just like the overwhelming sense of just dread that you feel throughout the whole film um No spoilers for this one, because David hasn't seen it. I know he wants to. I appreciate that. But oh my God, watch this movie. But maybe take a Xanax beforehand.
1: (laughs) Or smoke a a, uh, one of them jazz cigarettes. Yes.
0: Um, Uh, Whatever you're into. Or, you know, if you're like me and you're not into any of that, just watch the movie and
1: understand that you're probably going to (laughs) die. But it'll be worth it. All right um no i i remember you telling me and, and i've heard from multiple other sources that adam sandler's performance is uh, definitely one of the best he's done recently um, um yeah i honestly i, I said give willem defoe the
0: the best actor award but i wouldn't be mad if they gave it to sandler because he goes above and beyond in this movie like there's literally a scene um where he's losing his voice in the scene mm-hmm. he's just going balls to the wall throughout the whole thing it, it's it's fucking incredible
1: wow crazy yeah i uh this was another one of them scheduling conflicts where uh you i think it might have been like the day before christmas uh or the night before christmas where uh you were going and i, I just i i couldn't make it out of the house um but yeah i i definitely want to check this out if if you are still up for seeing it uh yeah i'll see uh, it again what, one other time I am Thank- ready to be heard again. <laughs> Thankfully we have a movie subscription service. Um, that's not like movie pass where they yeah, limit the amount of amount of times that you are able to see a movie. Um, honestly, I don't even know if movie pass is still around. Uh, I haven't, looked at I know it's words. dead to me. So that's <laughs> all that matters. It is dead to most people. Yeah. Uh, I'd I, I, be dead. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go look that up afterwards. Um, but anyways, um, so next movie I have is Joker. Uh, this uh, we we definitely did an episode on this, um, so there's there's really not a whole lot else to to say about it. Uh, uh, if if you want our full recap of this movie with both my and uh, Ted's opinions, um, definitely go back and listen to that one. But, yeah, it's this is high up on my list. i I thought, so, I don't know if this has to do with me not <clears throat> being fully invested in the the Joker um character, his history, um what he means to um, d c comics and Batman and and, and uh, comics as a whole., uh, the fact that they gave him a backstory in this movie. I, I didn't have a problem with that, Ted. Like I know you and like a, basically a billion other people said that they they took a, a bit of an issue with this. Like it wasn't the the breaking or tipping point for this movie that they were just like, oh fuck this, I'm out. But it definitely was, you know, a, a, a strike in the the negative column, uh, however you want to put it. For me, wasn't wasn't a huge deal. Um, I totally get the argument, but um, yeah either way i i loved the movie i i thought uh i thought it was shot really well um one shot just always sticks out in my mind uh, it's towards the beginning of the movie when he's like head, heading into town on um the subway and it's sh- like the subway is just uh, shooting right up the center of the screen um it, it's like centered in the shot um I just uh, that and, and then like the shots of him like dancing after he uh, he shoots the uh, the couple of Wall Street guys uh in the subway um just, there's just so many great shots in this scene and that's probably the, the the best thing I have to say about it um of course Joaquin Phoenix's acting is is brilliant um like usual um he he just he fucking brought it in in this movie and um i'm I'm definitely excited for this one To i don't know if it's out on dvd yet if it is um i'm i may go pick it out if if it isn't um i am definitely looking forward to that um so so yeah that's that's the joker
0: wow um i'm gonna be nice so we'll just move on
1: to the next one you definitely (laughs) have a place in your heart for that movie and i don't want to ruin that so well i mean we already we already did the episode on it and i i know your feelings like i mean you didn't hate it right Mm, i'm i'm starting to lean more that way
0: (laughs) all right well i mean that's and that's neither here nor there yeah um we're down to the last two and these luckily are my two favorite movies of 2019 Mm -hmm. and i as well uh which one should we do first Uh, We did episodes on both of these, but I feel like I could talk a lot more about both of
1: them also. Let us, so, hmm, I don't know. I I would say let's flip a coin, but uh, uh, I don't have any coins on me. Um,
0: I'm just going to make the executive decision here. Um, Go for it. Next on my list, my 1B movie, favorite movie of the year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. This movie is his masterwork. I have thought about this. I said this on the episode I was gonna have when we recorded about this film. I really was I said I'm gonna really, really <laughs> have to think about where this ranks in terms of his his output. And I think this may have finally done the impossible and unseated Jackie Brown as my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Hmm. Um it's just like a warm blanket, man. It just feels good. Every single piece of this movie fucking works stuff that you think wouldn't work works. Mm-hmm. There's one point where uh cliff played by Brad Pitt goes to the Manson where the Manson family is staying at spawn ranch. And suddenly it becomes a horror movie where it's right. shot like a horror movie edited like a horror movie. And you just, it comes out of nowhere. Yes. The dread. I felt during that
1: scene. <sighs> palpable
0: yes i literally Uh, like i thought to myself i'm about to watch they're gonna do a 180 cut back to brad pitt and squeaky is gonna be standing behind him with a gun and i'm about to watch brad Pitt get his brains blown out right spoiler alert that does not happen but (laughs) i just was convinced i was like i'm about to see this it's just so well done and then he drives off and it's right back to the sort of feel good bouncy vibe the rest of the movie has Right. and i was just like you motherfucker geniuses how the fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> no seriously like that that whole sequence of him at spawn ranch um i was felt uh filled with this this over overwhelming like overflowing sense of dread and everyone else in the theater was too like we were pretty much in a packed theater uh, as i recall and like i i remember looking down and like everyone in our fucking aisle was like leaning forward in, in in their seats, just like you said you were for uncut gems. And yeah. I was like, like, like I'm glad I'm not the only person yeah. who thinks this is the most tense Fucked fucking up real scene. Tight. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, uh, just kind of after that, it, it goes back to the whole you know feel good slice of life kind of kind of movie that yeah uh, that that it was um shot and, and cut as and god damn it like does Tarantino know how to rewrite history and make it so fucking like um what's the word like uh, gratifying like yeah uh like it's such a heartbreak heartbreaking piece of history
0: yeah just i i saw this movie five or six times in theaters um i just was like There's something about it. I just, I wanted to basically like, I don't know. Like I said, it just felt like a warm blanket. The scene where all the lights come on, it just cuts tonight. And then all the lights around the city start coming on all the neon and all the fluorescent lights. I was just like, ah, you know, it just feels good, man. It just feels good. Fantastic movie. Um, beat out just barely, just barely by the last movie on both of our lists.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um god, I uh so I I just recently purchased both of these movies. Um I don't know if that's I don't think that's coincidence. Like I went to the store for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and they happened to have also John Wick 3 there. Um and it was on sale for like 15 bucks, which is pretty great for a new release Blu-ray. Um and I fucking had to buy it because I knew we were doing this episode but I also knew that I needed to own it. Um and yeah, like do do you want to start on this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um I'm pretty
0: confident that I said this on the episode that we we recorded
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which I believe was the second episode of the Geek Garage Ghost of the movies ever. Yeah,
1: that um, sounds
0: right. I, I would put the first half hour of this movie and the last half hour of this movie up against any other sequence from any action movies in history. Yeah. The intro of this movie, the beginning of this movie, basically through, I don't know the whole, the whole movie, really. I mean, there are just so many great set pieces. There are so many great sequences, action sequences that I'm just like, by the end of the movie, uh, the director Chad Stahelski said this in an interview, but by the end of the movie, he wanted you to be tired Mm-hmm. he succeeded. Because by the yes. end of the movie I wanted uh, a Gatorade and to smoke a cigarette. That was it. That was all I, I don't even smoke. That's what I wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh no. This this movie was fucking intense and so well-paced for an action movie. It's that's uh, it's a tricky thing to do regardless of what genre of movie you're making. But an action movie, you know, it's you know, you're you're pitted up against uh, so many different uh, factors you know do you have a lull in in your movie somewhere do you have a couple lulls is it just balls to the wall action the whole thing um it, it's just a tricky juggling act and <clears throat> i i don't know like I, I think really the only lull that you could call in this movie is uh is maybe the scene with uh where he first meets up with um Halle Berry's character and then when he kind of has that sit down um towards the end in the third act with uh the uh, with what's his name from the all the the, the stealth ninja guys from the the oh, sushi yes yeah thank you um those two moments I, I think that's where the movie is at its calmest but everything else is just like, I know we went on and on about the one scene towards the beginning where he it's I think it's the homage to um, good, the bad and the ugly where he's putting the, the gun together yep. and he just fires that fucking one shot at the dude just to give him enough time to run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the knife fight with all the, all the dudes, oh, my God, uh, like that. Mo- like it, it gives like I know what's what's going to happen and it still makes me sweaty in the armpits like to watch it. <laughs> What?
0: the uh it's just like i said the the action sequences continue to one-up themselves right um the fight that he has with i, I can't remember the actors names but the the two Shino, shinobi the characters are shinobi one shinobi two uh zeros two right hand uh, mm-hmm. people those are the two actors from the raid series which are right. also phenomenal shout out to the raid series mm-hmm. that fight is so good and i just love at the end of it like that respect they have for him, the respect that everybody basically in the universe has for in in the movie universe has for John wick is tremendous where they're just like, it's such an honor, Mr. Wick. And (laughs) then he beats them both. And he's just like, be seeing you the look they give one another where they're like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? You know, (laughs) it's just, it's fucking outstanding. Right. The slip that or the like the little slip he does where they go to help him and he's just like, no back off because that's really like, that's something that really happened. He kind of really slipped and they went to catch him and he was just like, no, and reset right. himself. And they were like, keep it in. It's awesome. Yeah. So many things like that. Um, I don't even care that some of it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm fine with that. I do not care. I truly, truly do not care. <laughs> I need John wick for like, I need air in my fucking lungs.
1: As long as no one's lying to us about the matrix four and John wick four coming out on the same day, Uh, i will be there you will probably be there with me
0: yeah and i will probably openly weep (laughs) just straight up yes Um, same yeah there's just I, i don't know i can't say enough good things about john wick 3 that is you know i said apollo apollo 11 is probably the most um i can't remember exactly how i phrased it but basically it was just like just one of the more intense movie going experiences i've ever had this one was so fun it was right. like fun everybody reacting like to the library scene yes oh my god the library scene we didn't even talk about <laughs> that it's just fuck this this movie's so good just go yeah just go watch it's not that complicated fam just go watch this fucking movie
1: right yeah uh i i've noticed that <clears throat> the the first movie and the premise of what kickstarts this whole john wick universe off is like the number one thing that scares people away from starting it. Like, I've I've ran into several people that uh I've started a conversation about John Wick with, and of course, you know, I, I don't give them any spoilers. And uh, they're like, Oh, I haven't watched it, and you know, I, I try not to be like, Oh my god, I can't believe you haven't seen John Wick. Like, they have their reasons, and I want to know what they are. And I ask them, and they're like, Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to watch you know, a, a dog die, and I'm like. Like, it's fine. He definitely gets his fucking revenge for this and and his car. And then, um, yes, um, three movies worth for fuck's sake and more. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's any um, consolation to to those people who don't want to watch it because they don't want to witness um, uh, the the death of a poor puppy, but. Either way, um yeah, it's I'm with you. I, I can't say enough good things about about this movie. It's it's ridiculous and fun. Um yeah. pe- people dying by getting kicked in the face by horses yep. is fantastic check. and check. hilarious.
0: Um a guy getting his arm severed and then having that get caught in a motorcycle and then causing the motorcycle to flip. Check.
1: <laughs> right. Uh let's let's see what, what else we got here. Um Death
0: by Library book, check.
1: Right, yeah, like, people people get killed in the most, like, asinine ways, yet John Wick somehow survived, like, a couple of gunshots and then falling off the top of, what, like, a at least a four- or five-story building? Oh,
0: we forgot the most important and best thing about this movie. Two words, war dogs.
1: Oh, like Halle Berry's dogs? Yes. Oh, yes, th- those were they were very good dogs the best boys <laughs> <laughs> they were they're very good boys um i uh, of course i am partial to german shepherds because my dog is part german shepherd and he is also one of the best boys
0: so yeah uh, i think that's the list i think that's both of our lists
1: yes that uh, i i believe that is um, it's uh 2019 was it was a pretty decent year for movies it um, in fact lots of uh, lots of good uh, good surprise movies that that we didn't see coming like literally um lots of uh, movies that we were anticipating that uh most of them I felt like they they paid off um Agreed. Uh, they they ended up good uh yeah just overall like uh, yeah. solid solid mo- uh solid year for movies
0: I was going to say the same thing um even outside of our top 10 you know if we've done an episode on it um or if it was a part of our shit that doesn't suck segment i mean check it out or just hit us up on twitter hit us up on instagram and, and ask for you know some other movies we liked we're always down to interact with with listeners so yeah sure. um i think i don't think we need to do a shit that doesn't suck segment because we just gave out like 20 movies or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure that, that, that's um, fair so even though know. like on our previous episode we did say that we were going to do like a uh, a shit that doesn't suck or okay. like a, a uh, all right.
0: so for stuff. this episode my shit that doesn't suck is any of the movies we literally <laughs> just spent over an hour and a half talking about same um, bro yeah so watch any of them they're great there's something i think i i think whether we consciously did this or not i think there's something on the list for everyone
1: yeah yeah for um, sure
0: you know if you're into superhero movies david has that covered star wars stuff is on there um some more serious dramatic stuff i have or just watch john wick really that's the answer to watch, watch john wick
1: <laughs> just just watch john wick so uh
0: yeah i think that about sums it up that about wraps it up so um, yeah. as we discussed earlier the tagline is to do the, to do the movies thing watch more do, of them because they yes. do the life make better yes <laughs> that is it cut print mouth. <laughs> <no. laughs>